What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another week of the Food John Podcast with Mills and P. I'm your host, P. It's your boy, Mills. What's going on, man? Ain't shit, man. What's going on? How you? Man, listen, I'm I'm still recovering, man. I'm thinking about all these fucking stories he be telling. Oh, man. The, the, the off-the-air stories. We, got, You know what? I was thinking about this the other day. We got to do a Patreon for the in-between episodes. Just for general. It got nothing to do with food. Just our general conversation. Listen, we can win an award off of these stories that we tell, yo. Joe Rogan who? <laughs> like, bro. Like, and it's crazy because the people, they have to sit here sometimes and, and think, yo, they got to be making this shit up. Nah, yo. I wish. It's, but, you, but you know what, though? It can't, we can't just be the, dyna- the dynamic of the relationship. We can't. Yeah, cause realistically, I was a teenager when we met, so we damn near grew up together. No, yeah. So like, we can't. There's we can't. We can't make it up. Like the stories are the stories. And you know what? Hop in the DM or email us about something that we said that you might want to get some some deeper clarification on, and if we can. On the show, expand on it. Oh, yeah, Only if dope. we can, if we can, we will. But a lot of this stuff will never make it on the show. It'd be a different thing. It won't be the food, John. It'd just be oh shit, the it'll John, be, it'll be the John, <laughs> the John, the John podcast. But man, I think I think what I think this what we doing now is more important than that. No, yeah, yeah, it is. So yeah, it's way more important. Maybe it was just maybe it was just our Patreon, something <laughs> exclusive content, something because these stories got to get told. Yeah. So what's going on, man? Would you 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 eat anything? Uh, not exclusive, but did you eat anything good this week besides the whole nibbling situation? Filet McNone. Okay. <laughs> so is that I, how that is that how no, that's really fi- pronounced? No, it's filet mignon. Okay. Like, did you? Because I hear a lot of people pronounce it that way. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's like Target and Target. Got you. It's like one of them things. Filet mignon, but no, filet mignon. So um, we had a party. So I don't. Wherever I can save money, I I will. So instead of paying fourteen, fifteen dollars a pound for somebody to cut and portion out steak, I'll just do it myself and spend eight dollars. Right. So I broke them Jones down, <laughs> portioned them, and I was like, hmm, I'll go a little light here and there. Right. <laughs> make me a little dinner. So I had the filet mignon. I used some of it to make beef and broccoli. Okay. And then the rest of it I used for steak and eggs. Okay. So it was, you know, steak day. I see. Heavy steak day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was paying for it, though. Wait, the beef and broccoli and the steak and the eggs, you ate that in the same day? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I was paying for it. Oh, yeah. Because I don't eat, I don't eat, pause, I don't eat beef often. Right. I, I save it for, like, when I go out or if it's, like, I'm at a, go out to eat or go to a steakhouse or, but it was steak yeah, and yeah, eggs that. Yeah, your stomach was pissed at you. It was like, fam, we can't digest this today. Today, it's today, and it's like, and I'm running around. I think I did 14 hours that day, so it was just like I was sluggish. It went, it was amazing going down though. Oh, yeah, I bet because it's like, yeah, but this, this, 
going back to my taste taste buds of a six year old. I have to eat filet mignon medium well or well done. Any other cut of meat is medium rare. Really? It's a textured thing. Yeah, I can see that. It's a textured thing. Ribeye, medium rare. Like strip, medium rare. You get to filet mignon, puck that, the hockey puck that thing. That's wild. Yeah, it's just. I would always, before I stopped, I would always get, I would get my fillets a little more on the well side because it is like they're different. Mm-hmm. But any other steak, I would just get it medium. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It has a, it's tender. It's a, I think it's a false tender. Like what? If it's medium? No, no, no. You know, I say filet mignon is the most tender cut of beef. That's not. I think it's like a a false tender. No, it's not. I go on record and say it's not. Yeah, no. Nah. Ribeye for me, all day. You ever had? I'm pretty sure you did. When the last time you had a tomahawk? <laughs> Last time I worked at a steakhouse, them joints is huge. You could get them small, but if why? If you want to spend that bread, you might as well get that joint. Or if you don't, gotta spend that bread. <laughs> well, yeah, if you don't, then you don't. <laughs> listen, listen I, do, I, I bought a, I, I bought a, I bought a tomahawk, a tomahawk home. That fucking bone was bigger than my dog. He was like, "Fam, I, this for me." I'm right. like, Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, them bones is yeah. So yeah, gee, this week. Uh, what did I eat this week? This week was like a blur. Besides the whole nibbling thing, because I get that all day, every day. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I really had, I'm trying to think if I had something at home. No, I didn't have nothing at home. Because usually when I come home from work, I'm full. Yeah, I hate that. From work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually had a vegetarian stromboli. Listen, <laughs> but I, I only, love those. Those are amazing. I can only get them though from three places. If I'm around my mom way, oh hold on, they, I go there unless they're playing us. Unless you know they're playing us, right, right across from Sunoco, 79th and Ogans. Yeah, I go there. Uh-huh. Or lovely place. I'll go up the street from the crib where the old job is. They got good food, right there on the corner. Yeah, they got good food. Yeah, yo, that's like a a neighborhood staple. You know, I'm so loyal. Once that shit went down the way it went down, I was like, man, fuck everything, fuck them as a staff record label and the motherfucking crew. No, yeah, they got good food <laughs> in there, John. Or up my mother in law way on um Castor Avenue. It's a it's a pizza spot up there that um they have really good food. But those are the only three places that I'll get a a vegetarian stromboli. Mm-hmm. And I want everything in it. Just the spinach, mm-hmm. the broccoli, like everything. I'm with you. That's part of me. Um, I hate olives. Oh, I love them. Listen, I hate olives. But you like them cooked in the stromboli. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> it do, I don't know so what it is. You can't eat them raw. No, I just, say. no. I don't even want to see them. Don't uh-huh. even, this is how crazy it is. The black olives, the little ones? Don't even put them on a pizza. But in a stromboli, I don't know why. You know why? I think there's so many other ingredients in it that is blended and is mixed in. You know it's there, but when you're eating it, it's not just sitting staring you in the face. It that might that might be it. And I, yeah, you know what? That's probably it. Cause the one olive I always butchered. I can't pronounce it. It's called the 
Katamalas. Katamala, yeah. The purple ones. No, they're like blackish, kind of grayish. Yeah, those. I love those. I love the black ones. I love the martini joints, the green joints that go mm-hmm. in the martinis. Wanda loves, I don't know if she still does. She probably does. She loves the green olives. Shout out to Wanda. She would just eat them joints. Yo, you like would. Right out the right out the container. Like she would get a spoon and they get like 10 of them bitches, put them in a the cup. And she would just sit at her desk and just pop green olives all day. This is how I hate olives. So put my olives up there with mayonnaise for me. If we got to do a charcuterie board, I'm pissed. Because you got you to deal with them? Yes. Hate like. That's childish. So, <laughs> like what I like, uh, I hate what I hate. <laughs> but no, but if they're in a stromboli though, I don't know. It adds something to the stromboli. It, it does. does. And it I may, might get one tomorrow. Now that we talk about it, I might get one today. I have a stromboli in years. What? I be working. It be hard. It's a hard thing for me to like, unless I'm actively going out. And like, hey, I'm going to this restaurant, go get something to eat. Conceptually, me ordering something I'm not consistently ordering, right? It's like a, it's like a process. Oh, I got you. I'm always going to go for what you know, what I know, and no, what's I, always I the same. But I love like, vegetarian pizzas, but <laughs> but but you can't compare a veggie pizza to a veggie stromboli. It's two different things. I'm talking about night and day. Night and day. Matter of fact, this is funny. Whoever's listening to us in Brussels, <laughs> across the pond, a stromboli is, I guess, a pizza folded in? Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's a pizza folded in. So just in yeah. case y'all don't have strombolis over there, shout out to you for listening consistently. But over there, they could probably make, they probably make them joints every day. Maybe, uh, maybe I don't know what their I don't know what their cuisine is. Well, so, but yeah, it was just I was just looking. I was looking at, the, was analytics. Looking at the analytics. Yeah, we getting a lot of love outside. We getting love at home, or we getting a lot of love outside the United mm-hmm. States. A lot of love outside, like left coast. Getting some love from over there too. So, like, shout out to y'all. Yeah, for sure. So, what you have? I told you, we had the filet mignon. Oh, yeah, yeah the filet yeah, mignon. Filet mignon. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny-ass yeah. word. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, yeah, yeah, Damn, you forgot quick, bro. You all right today? I know you're tired. They, they, I know they got you working in there all crazy. Man, listen, I was. So, I you know what it was? I was so captivated by the stromboli talk because now I want one. I want one, too. That I forgot that you had started it off. And I'm like, damn, like, shut up, man. Like, when we done, I might have to put an order in. I might have to put two in. I'm really thinking about it now. Really, like, do I want a stromboli for real? And it's like, crazy part about it is, real quick, and then we'll we'll be done with this. Before I stopped eating meat, Mm -hmm. I would only get a vegetarian stromboli. That's the only kind of stromboli I would get because for the longest time, my mom was vegetarian. Oh, yeah, same here. So she forced it on me. Same here. <laughs> and then I started to like it. Like, oh, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And I can never go back. Um, bro, same here. Like, you know, my mom, my entire, most of, majority of my life, my mom been, been, been vegetarian. So. Oh, and real quick to the listeners, because I know people probably think this, or they may have thought this. I've been hearing 
the conversations about the dynamic of the chemistry and the relationship that Mills and I have on the show. And that comes from us knowing each other and being in each other's lives for as long as we have been. And, you know, her mom, excuse me, her mom, his mom. Damn, bro. My my fault. I was thinking about (laughs) something totally different just now. I was thinking about something and talking at the same time. Dangerous. You know, his mom looks at me like another son. Yeah. And um, all that other good stuff. And, you know, it's, it's great. But our moms don't even know each other. Yeah, that's the crazy. That it's not. Is it crazy though? In today's age, no. But again, we got almost twenty years in. So if you think about twenty years ago, it's like all right. You know, technically we were. I was grown. You know, you was on your way. You would think the way that we were brought up, our parents would want to know. Like, well, all right. Well, how you know this person? Who like who's this? Who's this? Like who's his mom? Like what's going on? Just to have like peace of mind. But I think for us, we were always so responsible. They knew that you know what, this kid comes from good stock, so yeah. I, I don't have to like really worry about his family or their family or whatever the case may be. Because for sure. Because if he is the way he is, then. I know he was brought up the right way. And uh, I did your mom did your mom meet Floss? Your mom know Floss? No. My mom don't know. Oh well I was I was trying to find like a happy meeting. But no, like our 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 moms, I don't even think their friend circle would have even crossed each other's paths. No. So No, absolutely not. Like Cause remember at the time, my mom, when I started at the place, mm-hmm. My mom had already been retired. I see my mom was still working. So that's how it all became. We all kind of like clicked in. My mom snaked me so bad. She retired my freshman year of high school. (gasps) Listen, (laughs) I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. later. Bruh. (laughs) Bruh. My entire entire life, she worked. As soon as I as soon as I went to high school, yeah, I'm hanging it up. I'm done. I'm retiring. As <laughs> soon as when you like, so I'm about to turn up. She was like, I can't. I nope. Can't, I can't sneak nobody home, huh? Bruh. <laughs> Every day I get home, she on the sofa watching goddamn soap operas. <laughs> hey, listen. First of all, shout out to my mom because she retired last year. So, you know, <laughs> but that's crazy. Yeah. That's a hurt piece. Yeah, my mom fucking retired in 99 that's a hurt piece like you like yo it's lit and it's like no nope. not. no it's not yeah we watching soap operas yeah we like, doing homework like what like what you doing <laughs> she ain't had no hobbies nothing oh, she works man. she worked so long she said i'm sitting on my ass all day every day deservedly so the only time i'm leaving the house is to drop your sisters off and pick your sisters up Rightfully so. I was. She so, earned that. I was so mad, yo. For self, selfishly, sure, but she earned and deserved it. So yeah, shout out to mom. It's what you got? What you got for a motivational mic drop this week? Oh, okay. So this week, what I got for y'all is never feel like you have to compete with anybody. Mm-hmm. 
Damn, you, we we kind of locked in. You you're doing yourself a, a tremendous disservice if you feel like you're competing. Anything that you do should be a hundred percent for you, and only for you because you're the one that's doing it. Don't feel like oh well. He got his shit together. He's winning. She got her stuff together. She's winning. You don't know what other people have done along the way to get to where they are. So as long as you're doing it for yourself and you're doing your homework, you're putting the time in, the you're, you're, you're doing you know, everything that you need to do for you and it's strictly for you, then you'll get to where you got to get when you get there. But at this day and age, we're too old to be out here feeling like we have to compete. <clears throat> in a perfect world. I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, but, you know, like, bruh, I'll be 40 years old soon. At, 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 at this age, why am I competing with anybody for anything when I'm just getting it out the mud for myself? For sure. For sure. And that's uh, the perfect way to think about it. But like, still, people still gonna. It's almost like trying to keep up with the Joneses. Is that 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 has been a phrase for how long? People still gonna do it until they realize it. It don't. It don't mean nothing. It doesn't. And it just honestly, it it takes it takes years off your life, and it puts you in the poorhouse at the same time. Especially if you're trying to compete with somebody financially. Mm -hmm. You know. Remember back in the day, yep. you go to the club, and people in there with, with they Sunday's best on, and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay, with well, a ball over there, I see him in the club all the time, and he got the the he got the belts, and he got this, and he got the hat to match, and he got the stunner shades, and yada yada yada, and all the chicks is on him. Mm -hmm. That's what I need to be on if I want to pull these chicks or get the attention I'm looking to get. Then you spend your whole paycheck on an outfit. You go to the club and you don't get no looks. And at the same time too, it's just like how how bad do you want it? Like do you want everything that comes with that? Everything got a yeah. <laughs> everything got a got a price. Like all the negative attention that comes with it? Neg yeah. Yeah. But see as just as people just been around, we know it's negative that's coming first. They're probably like, yo, that's a positive. Like they're getting a lot of positive attention. It's like, no, 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 no. They're getting the wrong kind of attention first. Yeah. Which brings me to Damn, we in sync. My motivational mic drive for this week is learn to discern who's for you versus who's for themselves. Oh, okay. I like that. So it's like you get P you Reasons and seasons, you get people in your life. Oh, yeah, all the time. They may be there for a day. They may be there for life. Figure out why they're there. They, meet, they may be there because they need something from you. Not to add value to not you. Not to add value to you. Right. So you got to figure out how to discern the difference. Like we'll take our our like our friendship for example. Like, they, they, we add value to each other, but we don't take anything away from each other either. 
Yeah. It's a build up. It's not a takeaway. Right. So learn to discern who's for you and who's for themselves. No, that was a good one. And you're right. They both kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, no. Like, I was <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, he, he stole my shit. And then you expounded on it. I was like, oh, no, he segued it. So that's the th- perfect example of us adding value to it, our relationship, and not taking anything away. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's perfect, man. Perfect, man. So What's let me that? ask you a question real quick. Yes, sir. So my question to you is. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment, and I'm pretty sure it was, but was there, excuse me, I'm I'm not going to say was there a moment, was there a defining moment Mm -hmm. in your culinary career where you said, yeah, I'm about to be off this shit, this shit ain't worth it? Oh, you mean like tapping out? Yeah. Like quitting? Yeah. Like that, like the moment where you you might have been at your lowest and it's like yeah I th- I think I think I'm walking away but you, then it's like you like all right no like I'm tripping you ready yeah this year really this podcast but that was oh uh, remember we, we touched on we, this we, on the first we touched us on the first episode mm-hmm. and you was like yeah I'm like, yeah because you said you can't keep loving something that don't love you back mm-hmm. yeah because what it's turning into. What I believe, what I, what it's turning into, I don't want to be a part of it. Okay. And it's turning into people that don't love it or even like it being the overwhelming majority. Got you. That's, it's turning the game sour. Yeah, almost on something like, well, why are you even doing this? Why are you even doing you, this? You're, like, you're doing it for a check. And, and then, so that's why I'm like, this, like, this, patch i'm going through and we'll just call it a rough patch this that's that's the thing because i look because i did it there's a point i did this for free free i'm coming on time ready to go what do you need me to do for free for 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 a year now and also during that time I had other incomes Like I was I had another gig But it's just like You was doing it For the love of it Because you wanted to learn The love of it The love of it Right That's it That's why like Even with you know <laughs> The the bear shit is so potent Do you remember the monologue? Last episode? No The monologue where um, Carmi was like you know, my brother kicked. My brother told me not to come to the restaurant, so I made a point. Oh, that my yeah, that yeah, monologue. Yeah, yeah, I cried, bro, because he was saying everything that was in my heart, and it may not. The circumstances completely different. Right, right. The intent of what he was saying was like, I've shuck. I remember this part. This particular part, I remember verbatim. I shuck oysters. I, I shuck. I shuck oysters, I, I cut clams, I do this, this, and that, and I put all in this effort to show, like, you guys can't fuck with me. He said, somebody comes in the stage, for those of you who don't know, staging is like a working interview, like a working interview, they just want to see how you operate in the kitchen. Right. He was like, anybody that came in into stage, I would be like, fuck this motherfucker, nobody, you can't fuck with me, and I'm right. going to let you know. 
he did it because he had Carmi did it because he had the resentment towards his brother. I did it for the love of the game. So like this little patch I'm going through, it's like, yeah, like, dude, how much do I really love it? And it's like, no, I love it. I don't love the people in it. That makes sense. Yeah. But if you don't love the people in it, they definitely will sour the shit for you. Because then it's like, I don't even want to be around y'all. And if I want to be around y'all, I'm not going to be around this. Yeah. And so, you already know how how I am standoffish. Like, you got to show me something before I believe it. So imagine me walking around with that energy when I know the entire fleet don't give a fuck. No, nah, yeah, I get that. Why are you here? Go home. Why Go home. I'm not even wasting no more energy. I'm going to have to do the work anyway. Go home. See you later. So, yeah. So, the same question for me. For sure. The defining moment where I was ready to walk away from this didn't even have anything to do with the job itself. Mm -hmm. It was the timing, the the constant grind, the scheduling, the mm -hmm. being away from your from your see for me again I got the family yeah. me being away from my family having the unpredictable schedules missing birthday parties and anniversary parties and not being able to do things because my schedule varied so much mm -hmm. working early then working late and working early then working late and it got to a point where I said to myself, if I want any sense of um, normalcy, normalcy, mm -hmm. I don't think I can do this anymore. Mm -hmm. It'll do you know, that too. I want the six thirty to three, the the nine to five, you know, whatever. I, I I want I want it so bad. The set schedule not working weekends, Monday through Friday, all that type of shit. I wanted that just so I can have normalcy. But then I realized, I said to myself, if I walk away, then what did I spend all these years in the business for? I would have did all of this for nothing. And I'm not a quitter. It's not like things were like really, really bad at work at home, excuse me, where like I had to like make a decision. Mm -hmm. But I was I yeah, I was pissed. I was hot. And guess what? This was twenty nineteen. And then COVID happened. Then the COVID happened. <sighs> yeah, bro. Listen, this is why I love what we're doing. Because then nobody tells you this in the beginning. Nobody says it. Nobody says, your family, see ya. You'll see them five hours out the week. Nobody says that. Nobody says you'll lose feeling in your fingertips. Nobody says the things that happen. Nobody says, yeah, your schedule says eight hours, but you're working 15. Yeah. Nobody nobody tells you that until you're in it. And if you really love it, you're in it. Oh, and yeah, for sure. So, like, nah, for sure. I 
<laughs> like COVID, COVID for me was looking up like, wait, how many years passed? Wait, what the fuck been going? What I've been doing? And then that's the thing. Once you, when you're in it, you're in it. And I could only imagine. See, I it was just it was just me going through the process. I didn't, you know, I don't have kids. Like I didn't have to. Like <clears throat> all my siblings are grown. Like I didn't have to worry about that. I can only imagine going through this with a like a family. Bruh, let me tell you something. From week to week, when I got my schedule, we would really have to sit down and iron out how we're going to function this week. Who's going to be responsible? Mind you, at that time, I ain't had no will neither. So yeah. it was like, okay, well, y'all know I'm on the bus and the train. But it's like, okay, well, who's going to pick up Zoe? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Who's going to be available for this? And I always felt like I was the Achilles heel mm -hmm. because of my schedule, because it was no, it was no normalcy in it. And it was like, well, count dad out for X, Y, and Z because he got to work or he can't do this or he can't do that. And it's like, damn, like it's hurtful. Yeah. Like I really felt like I was a liability to my family. Because of my schedule. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, things don't change in this industry. But, you know, things kind of gotten a little bit better. So yeah. I don't feel like that as much anymore. But nothing really changed. Yeah, well, plus two, where you work at, like, it's a... You get your pockets and your moments more often than you would in a brick and mortar. Oh, absolutely. So, like... Yeah, Absolutely. That's like the people, like even now, like because we we damn near in the same end. We're damn near in the same thing. What I the break I got coming up is for I fucking needed it. I needed it, right? But it's it, it, yeah. This this industry takes a lot out of you and doesn't give any of it back. I don't want to say. It, this industry it, takes it. It gives you, the, you know what? I misspoke. It definitely gives back, but I think you put more you out than you get back. You can't quantify what it gives back. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no way for me to explain what I get back from it. Because if I can put it in words, right, I get to express myself in a way that not many people can. Yeah. It's a painting. It's art. Every day I get a chance to be creative. And no matter what, it, it's, it's, I'm getting something. I'm, I'm exerting something. And you get to appreciate it. And you get to appreciate it. And you get to appreciate it. You can't quantify that. That feeling that somebody gets in, when they say, this is the greatest thing I've ever tasted. You can't quantify that. No, you can't. And you know what else? I was thinking about this the other day. And for all of our listeners that wonder who Josh is, excuse me, who, well, no, they know. Damn, that. Beep. Yeah, Engineer. Yeah, take that out. <laughs> who Mills is and who P is as far as being in the, in our culinary spaces. Mm -hmm. To me, and correct me if I'm wrong. You do think? Mills, he's more of the refined cooking, fine dining, um, 
if you see that, a, type, that type. I got you. This is a, I'm let me pop my shit just just once. I'm Go not going to do it often. If you see them, if you see a cooking competition on TV, I'm with whatever. Fuck them. Okay. Well, I got yeah. all the smoke for like that's how you gauge. Them people you see cook something in 30 minutes, 15, 20 I'm with it. Like the uh like the guys grow chopped games, all that type of stuff grow, guys grow chopped pardon me chopped guys grocery games hell's kitchen all of it that's me that's where i came up in so when i talk about this there's a certain reverence i have because i put in pain there's a lot of sweat equity almost lost fingers like i'm with whatever but okay, yeah. we turn it off. I pop my shit. Go ahead. Yeah, Do you well, think? <laughs> well, in the kitchen, that's who Mills is. But for me, in the kitchen, I'm more small plates, mm-hmm. uh, appetizers, bar food, grill food. So it's like if you was to go to a sports bar, that's like like those types of menus. Don't even undersell it. There's there's it's a you're with the quick consumption. There you it's go. There's still an art in that, and it's still a space. Like, don't undersell yourself. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to undersell myself, but I just, I just had this moment the other day. I had a moment of clarity. Yeah. Where I was just thinking to myself about you know the show and where we both are in our lives mm-hmm. and what we do for a living. And I think a lot of times people try to oversell themselves where they try to make it seem like they're more than they are now i know who i am and what i can do Mm -hmm. but in that moment i said no like this this area right here this is my wheelhouse this is where this is this is this is where i'm most comfortable this is where i'm popping my shit and i'll like bet the farm because this area, you not fucking with me over here. Mm-hmm. I might not be that good over there. I'll still give you a run for your money, but I'm not going to pop shit where I know I can't pop shit and like back, back it up. Back yeah. it up. Like I'm not. I'm not writing checks. My ass can't cash anymore. I'm not doing that. I would have ten years ago, mm-hmm. but now, nah. I'm cool. I'm comfortable in my space. I'm comfortable with who I am and where I am. And that for us makes it so thorough because for what we're doing, we can literally cover the cover the entire industry. Yeah. And and like even even with that, like I've I've I started earlier than you and I started younger than you. So there's still this innocence that I had. So I've done everything from you're only making salads to you don't even touch the plates. You make sure it is perfect. Yeah. And we cover, even with you, it's the same thing. We've covered so much ground. It's like if you're in this profession, if you, if you're, or if you want to be and you're trying to learn something, we give you everything because there's not one thing that we both haven't done. Right. Because you know for the longest, you know who I wanted to be for the longest and I was well on my way, but then I got 
knocked off my throne. Mm-hmm. I forget which episode it was, and that's a testament to us because we're really like getting it done. Yes. But I forget which episode it was. All I know, all I can remember is the gentleman from the Hollandaise story. A big tone. Yeah, that, that what was. What the a, fuck you about to do with that? Yeah, tone, shout out to Tone, man. That's a br- first off. You can finish. I just want to touch on it. It's a brilliant dude. Literally came from nothing. We had a bet. I'll. I, this is not a tales. This is just. I'll let everybody know. This. We had a bet. He put my hundred dollars up against a Rolex. You told me the story. Listen. He didn't care. What you putting on that plate? That's all he cared about. What are you putting in your into your spirit? That's all he cared about. Right. Yeah, well, I wanted to be him for the longest. I did mm-hmm. not listen. It's okay. Please, y'all, please keep it real with yourselves. Yeah. I did not want to be in this. <laughs> you you say this, yeah. On the cooking side. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't want to have nothing to do with it. I wanted to be the guy telling people what to do. I wanted to be I wanted to have the office. I wanted the desk. I mm-hmm. felt like I deserved that shit. And I got it. Had it for years. Had to come back to reality. But then once that opportunity presented itself for me to be on the other side of it finally, I didn't shy away from it. I said, "Let me just let me see what it's about. Let me let me do it. Let me get in it." And, you know, I'll see what happens. And then all these years later, I was able to combine the two. Mm-hmm. And now here I am. And that's the thing. This is one. I'm sure there's a few of them. But this is one of those industries where if you don't understand what's going on, you can't lead it. No, you can't. You can't lead it. You can't. Like, I, if if I think about it hard enough, I could think of an industry that's similar. But you got to be in it to understand you cannot explain it there's not a book that teaches it to you you have to be in it tv now with that and this is fairly recent like with things like hell's kitchen and all those other kind of shows like they do a good job of like showing it to you but you being in it how do you explain to somebody yo you're gonna work in 120 degrees how do you explain that because they're going to say, fuck no, you crazy? How do you willingly tell somebody, yo, you're going to burn yourself? You're going to cut yourself? Are you still want to do it? Yeah. You can't. You can't. This is such, it's a passion-based, there we go. It's a passion-based business. And if you ain't got no passion for it, you're not going to last long. And you're going to be miserable. But that's the biggest thing right there. Being oh yeah, misery. when people are, are miserable because then you're putting out a shit product every day mm-hmm. because you don't care, and like you said before, that's where negligence comes in, and you can kill somebody. You can kill someone. Imagine being. Imagine. Let me not say. Let me not say doctor, nurses, because nurses got the stigma of doing all the work doctors just write the script right imagine being a nurse and you're negligent and you go a milliliter up 
you may kill someone. Oh, yeah. It's serious. Serious. Imagine somebody saying, I'm allergic to garlic. And you don't do your due diligence to make sure everything in the area or everything you're putting on on the plate, in the pan, however you're making it, you put that on, you potentially can kill someone. Yeah. So. I loved and hated special orders because <laughs> it, 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 um, it makes you pay attention. Mm-hmm. And also you have to be creative with a special order because let's just say a table walks in. Right. They all order the same thing, but one person has to have their dish modified because of allergies, whatever the case. Mm-hmm. So you got three regulars and one special. That special order, you have full range on being a thousand percent creative on how you're going to put this dish out because now the regular SOP is out the window. Yeah. So that special order might go out looking way better than the regular entrees because you were able to do your thing to that and in then a the- way that you can't any other time. And I loved it for that reason, but I would hate it when I literally had to modify the way I did everything just for mm-hmm. this one plate. And it's like, yo, it's going to take, it's going to add 10 minutes to it. Cause now instead of using two pans, I got to use four pans instead of putting this on here. I got to put it over there. I got to pull out a whole nother set of ingredients mm-hmm. and don't get a couple special orders when you in the thick of it. Matter of fact, let me cut you off real quick. We're go- uh, Professionals. You're a professional. I'm a professional. When y'all go out to eat, professionals know when y'all bullshitting or not. When you say, I can't eat onions, we sometimes we know it's like some bullshit. You just don't want onions. You don't want onions. So don't say you can't eat it. You just don't want it. And it's perfectly fine to be like, oh. Nothing with onions. I don't want onions. Or no onions, no tomato. All right. Just say that. <laughs> As professionals, we know when there's a, like, the people I love, touch to touch on what you were saying about um, you love the challenge and you lo- you appreciate when people got, like, that gives you a chance to be creative when they got modifications. Yeah, people with celiac disease. I love them. I had before uh, before I left the hotel. It was a family staying there, and the son had it. Did they get, did they get you a card? No, but I knew everything because the, okay, the yeah, server yeah. at the server was extremely thorough. Yeah. And okay, um, she, shout out to the great service. She made sure she let me know everything I mm-hmm. needed to know. So it was dope because they were there for like four days. An entire time they, this family was there, she was there, and I was there. So you got to know. You so got there to get was to know. No, her. There was no, you know, confusion. Mm-hmm. They only dealt with us because they only came in for dinner. So they didn't have to deal with any other server any other cook mm-hmm. which was good but you know it's like all right so like his options were limited because our menu was limited but 
again, he never had an issue. Right. And like, so you get your, you if you have a thorough server, they'll give you the list of everything. That's what you had. The times I had people with celiacs, they had a card. Right. And that list is long as shit sometimes. Yeah. But to create the part that I, it, it's like a personal joy. It's like, oh, okay, I get to wow you and give you an experience even though you have all these restrictions. Right. Let me show you something. Don't feel, you're not left out the party. You're in the party with us. So. But also, that's a testament to where you worked. Because a lot of places where you work, they won't have the necessary accoutrement that you need to do your job effectively. Mm-hmm. A lot of places, and it's sad, a lot of places are are very much okay with saying, we can't accommodate you here. This is what we got. This is all we have. You can't have anything that we have, so we we can't help you. And it's like, well, like damn. like You don't go to McDonald's asking for peach cobbler. No. Be aware of your environment. That's pretty much. Yeah. But but it was embarrassing because it's a hotel. And mm-hmm. you would think that in a hotel, in a hotel kitchen, they pretty much got everything. That's not true. That's definitely not the case. Especially mm-hmm. for hotels that you know, you you go you're going to laugh. Hotels that are operated not owned hotels oh franchise hotels that are operated by mom and pop shops free franchises yeah it's a gift they're a gift and a curse in itself because they will nickel and dime the fuck out of you cut your budget to the bone listen i've worked for both (laughs) so you've been on the good side and the bad side you can't i can't even call it good side and bad side some have their perks and some don't um I'll get I'll I'll say this. Um there was matter of fact, no, let me let me let's jump into tales and then we'll go to ask a chef. Cause what I'm gonna say to touch on that topic is my tales. Okay. <laughs> so my tales is I'm working at this hotel. Um I, th- I believe I'm sous chef. Or about to be sous chef. It was within a, it's like a little time frame from me kitchen me being kitchen supervisor to sous chef. It was like three months. I don't even think it was ninety days. Damn, it was in that pocket. Um, s- snowstorm, gotta stay. Okay, of course I'm gonna stay. Yeah, bunch of us stay. Turns into a party, a little light party though. Of course it does. Of course, <laughs> of course. So, um. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how the events played out. So we were hearing a little light party. We're hearing the fire alarm. Me being <laughs> whatever position I was, I was in management at the time. I'm like, I'm not checking that shit. I'm off the clock. My homie goes, nah, yo, I think we should check it, yo. Because the, the, the fire alarms never really go off. Right. Now, he's got me by at least 10 years he's like way older okay. but he's like mentoring me about the the management and being mature part okay so he was like yo your manager you should go check it 
And I'm like, it's lit up here. I ain't going. He goes down, runs back up. Yo, there's smoke in the lobby. I go, why is there smoke in the lobby? He runs back down. I'm like, I'm not going. I don't want to go. I go back down. It's a lot of smoke in the lobby. A lot. I walk in the kitchen. So the way the kitchen was, it was a long hallway. And then it broke into like where the equipment was. Okay. The flame was up so high. You could see the reflection off the wall in that hallway. Mm. <laughs> My man runs past the fire extinguisher gets water oh my goodness <laughs> went up again went up again now i get it panic mode everybody's freaking out everybody's freaking out smoke everywhere is a real fire i run past the fire extinguisher too but i grab salt though it goes down a little. It goes down to a manageable size, and then I get something to. Co- I get like a sheet pan to cover it. Put it out. Fire department comes. Now they're checking shit, and this goes into that was with the tails, motherfucker. It was ridiculous. Now the part to touch on, the good and the bad side of franchise hotels and actual industry owned hotels. Fire marshal comes. Handshake. Open up. Two hours later. What? It's a handshake. Oh man. It's a handshake. It wasn't there was <laughs> there was no inspection. It was a handshake. This business is janky as fuck. So yeah. Sometimes franchise working for a franchise and working for an actual corporation, like it got its perks. Right. We should have been shut down for like a day or two. Just cleaning wise. Right. It's good to go. That's wild. <laughs> I'll I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell you something off there. All right. That, I and this is this is probably a year or two after I left. Uh, after I left the the tears, so okay. such it's such an eye opening experience that it don't matter what you got in your pocket. Got you, that kind of thing. All right, so mm-hmm. this tale from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's called. You made me cry laughing with the last joint. Listen, I'm scared now. <laughs> this tale from the kitchen is called "Where's My Money." Is that is this at the joint? It's at the terrace. Was I there? No, you was y'all. You was okay. long gone. All right. So I may have. To, I got some questions. You asked me, was you there? Something must have happened when you was there involving money that I don't know about. Nah, I don't think so. Oh, all right. Maybe. So at this time, I let me see. At this time, okay, got you. So at this time. The company wasn't wasn't owned and operated by who we worked for before. Mm-hmm. It was franchised at this point. Some Jewish-based company out of New York. Mm-hmm. They were buying up nursing homes, 
right and left. Right. Oh, you better be careful with that J word. True. It was a company. <laughs> just leave it at that. So, um, Yeesh, bro, you trying? We just started, bro. You better relax. Owner was big time bull. Uh huh. Like big time bull. Um, big time mm-hmm. bull. Oh, I know. So he was super cool. He came through every once in the blue. Mm-hmm. He was the kind of guy that. As long as he knew things were being operated the way they were supposed to, you wouldn't show up. You'll never see me. Mm-hmm. So, in the beginning, of course, he showed his face. New company, new management, new ownership. He just wants to, you know, m- make sure people are at ease. Right. All right. Months go by. Everything's cool. Everything is cool. And people were surprised because I think people have so many horror stories when it comes to franchises that mm-hmm. they always expect the worst. Yeah. So this one time in particular, um, we no longer had direct deposit. They they weren't paying extra for direct deposit. So we had live checks. Wait, what? Yeah. Apparently to have your company have direct deposit, there's a fee that you pay to have your staff's checks directly deposited into their accounts. <laughs> so whatever the fee was, they didn't want to pay that fee. So we had live checks. We got paid every other Friday. You spend that in paper. But we go continue on. But I'm just saying, so, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, bro. If you were off on payday, had you to had come to up. come to work mm-hmm. to get your check. So I still am up in the air on the um on whether or not it was truth or it was bullshit. <laughs> I'm still up in the air to this day. Uh, no, that's so, it's a good place to be. Sometimes you don't want to know the truth. No, no, you don't. So I'm I, I'm up in the air. A lot of people were like, no, fuck that. Like I know what's going on. I'm up in the air. Mm-hmm. I'm biased. So in this case, it's payday. Now, because we get because we had live checks, the checks would get delivered on Thursday, so they would already be in the building. The checks didn't get delivered on Thursday. Now it's Friday morning. It's uh it's like eleven, twelve o'clock. No mm-hmm. checks yet. Now people are worried. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I might have been there. No, they weren't. No, no, no. I might have been there for that. No, you weren't. I was long gone? You long gone. But that happened when I was there, too, though. What? Yeah. Where, where, where was I at? Because I don't remember this. So, listen. So, go ahead. Go, go, go. So, the story that was told was there was a mix-up. The checks had got delivered to one of their other facilities by mistake. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that they were going to be able to get them to us by 3 o'clock. So they were going to cancel all of the checks, cut new ones, cut new live checks, and have them FedExed overnight. And people would get their checks Saturday morning instead of Friday afternoon. So. Dangerous. What? So 
it was like, well, y'all don't know how people are living. Some people live paycheck to paycheck. Some people need to get paid or everybody needs to get paid when they're supposed to get paid. Mm -hmm. But some people need it more than others. So it was almost a riot at work. Like what? Like uh, the uh, three to 11 nursing staff and Mm -hmm. everybody that worked that night, 11 to seven. It was so many call outs. Like I ain't coming in. If I ain't getting paid, I'm not working for free. I'm not coming (gasps) in. So it was so. It was about to be a mess. So here's where it gets Mm -hmm. crazier. So HR at the time, real cool dude. um, He lived in Jersey. Mm -hmm. And he set up a play where he was like, listen, if you meet me here, it was like some bowling alley in Jersey. He was like, if you meet me at the bowling alley with the checks, I can then make sure the checks get to the job and everybody can get paid today. That's thorough. Yeah. So so the other guy was like, all right, cool, because the other guy had the checks. Mm -hmm. This is where I knew, kind of knew it was something going on because the bull that had the checks Mm -hmm. was meeting him from New York. What do you mean? The company was based in New York. Yeah. But the story that was told was the checks got delivered to a different facility. But mm-hmm. it's like you coming from New York. So maybe they did and maybe they did cut live checks right away. But they was going to FedEx them. He said, no, I'll meet you in Jersey. It was a two. I mean, two hours. So if it's already late in the day. Because at this time, it was like two o'clock, two thirty when they decided to meet up. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. So me and two of my homies followed HR to Jersey. So I drove. Mm -hmm. I drove, followed him over to Jersey. We pull up at this bowling alley. We get there before Bull gets there. We and that motherfucker, we drinking, playing pool. (laughs) We we chilling. Bull's like, yo, I'm here. I'm in the parking lot. We leave out. The whole situation just looks so shady. Because all the checks was in the small little duffel bag. It was an exchange. He gave he gave HR the bag. HR checked the bag, make sure everything was cool. Mm-hmm. He gave the bag to us. We get in the car. We on the way back. We got everybody's check. <laughs> like the whole job, okay. bro. Uh-huh. The whole job. We got everybody's check in this bag. Uh-huh. We go through the bag. We take our checks out. On the way back, we stopped at the banks, our respective banks, and put our <laughs> checks in our account. <laughs> Mind you, my phone's blowing up. Yo, where y'all where the at? Fuck where y'all, y'all at? at? Where y'all at? Y'all close? I'm like, yo, we just got back over the bridge. Like, we, ju- we, we in Philly. We be there in like a half an hour. Half an hour leads to an hour because we stopped to yeah. deposit our checks. I hate black people sometimes, <laughs> Bro, listen, first off we, No, I know, I know, I know, I know Yeah, no, I listen, know, I'm so just saying We stopped, we, we, uh-huh. we deposited our checks Well, two of us deposited our checks My other man Like, yo, you gotta take me to a check cashing place So he cashed yeah. his check And then it was like, yo, look, hold on Let's just go down the street Go to the beer distributor and grab a couple 40s <laughs> So we That right there we, See, so we 
that's where you can say you hate black people. Because we so, won't take, but you know, it's a good and a bad thing because we won't take care of ourselves first. Yeah. So we making all these pit stops. Uh-huh. So finally, we get there. You remember when you turn into the property? It's like a humongous loop off of Chew Avenue. It's that long strip yeah, you got to yeah, drive yeah. down. It's the loop. So they see my car coming down. At this, it's like a hundred people standing outside in front of the terrace. Like a hundred people standing outside, and it's all these people in the lobby. Oh shit! So it was that many people that worked there. Yeah, bro. Oh, oh well, I'm thinking about it in our own little pocket. Yeah, no, yeah. So I, I pull up, I grab the bag, I take the bag inside, give it to the receptionist at the front desk. And mind you, at this time, it's it's they're unionized now. It's a union there. Oh. So they got all of the checks separated by department and shift and everything else. Mm-hmm. And um our homie that we was talking about, one of our homies mm-hmm. we was talking about last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was a union rep. So she was at the front desk. So she's like going through everything. You know, listen, when you talk about neighborhood hero, <laughs> I was, along with everybody else that was involved, I was neighborhood hero. You the man, P. But the only, not the only reason, I wanted my money. Of course. But the main reason I did what I did was so that my department can get paid. Because I had staff threaten not to work that night if they ain't get paid. And I couldn't even be mad at them. Because nobody works for free. But these people still got to eat. Mm-hmm. We still have a job to do, whether you like it or not. Yes, I'm, I told them, and they all knew this. If y'all need me to stay and I need to be here to help y'all, I, I will stay. And I will help. But the job still got to get done. For sure. But because I did what I did to make sure that they got paid, again, that's the type of thing where if I needed them to run through a wall for me, they would have. That would make that's what makes you a phenomenal leader. Because they knew Pat went out of his way, way out of my way, mm-hmm. to make sure that I came through for them because it was the right thing to do. And I take care of y'all. And, you know, one hand washes the other. So that's my tales this week. <laughs> Where's my money? <laughs> Our money was in Jersey. <laughs> yo, you know what's crazy? Damn, yo, both there's a lot of synchronicity going on. That happened to me at a non-franchise hotel. Ooh, that, that makes it worse. I quit to like a month later. <laughs> they were like, it was like 6 p.m. They were like, we're writing the checks for you guys. We were, everybody was like, same thing, everybody in the lobby. You're doing what? Something happened. Wait, so they was writing personal checks? Mm-hmm. But they was like business, like the, like the company's mm-hmm. name was on the checks. Mm-hmm. So it would have took like two, three days for them to want to clear. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, it just got, I was like, it just got janky. I'm out. I ain't here for this. That's so, wild. yeah, yeah. I'll tell you something. I I'll tell you something off air, but like this business, I love it. It don't love me back. It just like me enough. 
but it's some shady shit in this business. Yeah. It is egregious sometimes. Remember I was telling you the crazy stuff that was happening when I used to work at the diner? Oh, yeah. Well, I told you. Because you know what? We'll touch on it. Where it was, that was the issue. There's nothing around there. I agree. The only thing that was around there was the movie theaters, which was right next to it. And that was like the only business consistently that that place would have got. But the crazy part about it is I should have known something was up Mm -hmm. because that place was closed more than it was open. And what I mean by that is every owner that had that place Mm -hmm. previous always ended up shutting down. Mm Mm-hmm. It is nothing. They could never keep that place open. There's nothing. There's nothing around there. And what you do is, yes, it is across the street from the movie theater. So, are you going to tell people to eat before you go watch a movie? Or are you going to eat while you watch a movie? Wait, wait, what would kill me was people would have date night, and they would come in and get a grub before they would go to the movies. But it was always, and rightfully so, appetizers, bar mm-hmm. food, burgers and fries, wings, whatever the case may be. Like, they had rack of lamb. You can get a half a rack. Going get, to what? 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 Bruh, they on this on this on this on this menu at this diner I used to work at. Mm-hmm. They had prime rib on the menu. So they was pissing money away. What? And it's crazy because unless it's like Sunday dinner and a family is coming in, who's really coming in and getting rack of lambs and getting prime rib and stuff like that? And then on top of the fact, early and like when it reopened, we were closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we were only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No consistency. Yeah. Then we started opening up seven days a week because at the beginning, she didn't know how things were going to go. You don't even really got to be open seven days a week. Five five to six days is the hot spot. Yeah. Like, we were slow. Like, we had a little brunch situation on the weekends. That was hit or miss. All that elevated stuff that they wanted to have on the menu was hit or miss like it's a diner like you're going to you're going to you're going to pop with small plates bar food and then there was a bar in there too so that was they had now that you're telling me all this just the business side of me they had everything they needed to be successful yeah with a bar means you already have a liquor license yeah you could have just did Brunch, quick fare, and killed the game. Yeah. Liquor store right next door, wasn't it? Yeah. You could they could have killed shit. Yeah. But she ain't know she was doing. <laughs> and she was getting a lot of shitty advice from the people closest to her that she figured knew what they was talking about because she didn't. And she listened, and that shit bit her in the ass. Please listen, listen. Let me, let me. The word of advice. This is not a motiv- motivational mic drop. This is just a piece of advice. 
If you have an excess of money and you want to open a restaurant, seek help from a reputable person. Go on LinkedIn, look at these people's resumes. Don't ask your auntie. Go to somebody. This business is a pitfall for money if you do not know what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. You will, it is an, I won't let the secret out. I swear oath. But you will lose a lot of money in this business. You will lose all your money in this business. You will go broke. You will go broke because, again, it goes to, like, when I was saying, like, the, the when I could, Usain Bolt, greatest athlete thing, like, everybody cooks, everybody has to eat. So because everybody does it, everybody feels like they got an opinion. And everybody being an expertise in this field is an opinion. Yeah. Go to somebody proven. Like... You've you've been in you've worked in different spots. So you and now you're at where you're at now where the the money is a little different. They 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 got bread. Yeah. But now you're seeing the difference. Oh yeah, absolutely. They matter of fact, they probably do more saving compared to everywhere else you work. Saving as far as what though? When they when when they can they probably do things to cut costs way more than hotels. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think for them, their major saving comes in labor costs. And who they hire. They don't hire people to just do shit. They hire people who know what they're doing. Yeah, yes and no. I, it will, it, I, say, I, I say yes because they hire the right people at the top. Yes. And then remove COVID because COVID does have a, a part in the labor force. And we got to touch on how COVID fucked the whole thing up. But yeah. COVID played a part. That's fine. But yes, at a certain point when you're making a certain amount of money in this business, you start every dollar counts. No. Yeah. Yeah. And when and you got people who don't know what's going on, they just know spend, spend, spend. I was like, think about it this way. When I was doing the restaurant thing and I went back to hotels, I used to get in trouble. My boss, my boss used to be like, you you got 12 grand left in your budget. Please buy something. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to spend $11,999. But that's how I'm coming from restaurants. Like, everything counts. You got to save. Like, right. So... Yes, go to if you if you're thinking about opening a restaurant and like you you want to get in this field, go to a reputable person and get some proper information. It'll save you a lot of headaches. Shit, it'll save your career. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was a good one though. That was definitely a good one. You got anything else for us before we skid that deal up out of here? Um, yeah, we can end off on Ask a Chef. Oh right, yeah, I, I forgot one. about that. Just one. from Dan. The homie. Dan, what's going on? Shout out to Dan, man. Uh, he's Dan says, coming up in this industry, at what moment was the was when you said this is my career? That's a good one. 
So, you know, it's the 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 reverse of what we talked about last week. Yeah. What broke you and then what made you, the moment that broke you and then the moment that made you. That's perfect. Perfect timing. Shout out to Dan. You want to go first or what's up? Um, I think for me, I went when I went to D.C. Okay. Because <laughs> the, the string of events that occurred... I was about to be done with the business as a whole. I was like, this ain't for me because it's not working out. Okay. Walked out of a job in that same area. All right. Um, Walked out. I was doing everything to get money, working damn near 20 hours a day. To get Like, I, I, my bills still got to get paid, but I'm not doing that shit. I take an interview with the steakhouse. Okay. Interview goes cool, but they say, hey, listen, we're going with somebody else. I go, fuck it. Let me go back to grinding. They call me two weeks later and say, the position just opened up, but we need you to stash in D.C. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so they, they I go down to D.C., I stash. Right. Entire kitchen is Spanish. Entire kitchen doesn't speak English. So oh, I go, okay. I go, oh, shit. I, <laughs> this is easy. Start calling check. So it was a different. They had me working in like four different areas. One person in that kitchen was not Spanish. White dude. Sp- fluent Spanish. <laughs> so, but, it, but like the funny part was he came to me. He was like, hey, how are you doing? I was like. I'm so glad, like, I'm mentally, I'm, like, burning out from speaking Spanish. Now, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. And he was like, oh, yeah, you hear staging, blah, blah, blah. Do this, this, and this, and this. Okay, I do it. Okay, now roast prime rib. Do that. Okay, now, fuck it. What did he tell me to do? Now you got to expedite. And I'm like, Fuck. Start expediting. Shit is moving swimmingly. So I'm like, this is this is this is the the aha moment was why do people say we hit the hotel conversation? If you work in hotels, you can't work in a restaurant. I was like, I'm better than all y'all, and I'm a hotel baby. Right. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is the, everything happens for a reason. This is the moment I had to be like. Oh yeah, no, I'm about to come in here and smoke shit. And then I came in there and smoke shit. That's when New York happens, all the other stuff happens. So that was my aha moment, DC. And it was like a return home because I used to live down there. Right. Like go go close go end your chapters down there. This your last go around. So Yeah. You got your aha moment? Yeah. So for me, mine was actually when I got my first little bit of power (laughs) at the nursing home because I just knew that this was it. Uh I just knew that I had made it. I was where I wanted to be. I, um, I was doing the stuff I wanted to do. I finally had the schedule that I wanted to have. You know, I I, I was bull. 
mm-hmm. and I was on my way climbing the corporate ladder. And um, yeah, bro, that was it. Was you could like listen, nobody could tell me anything. It was crazy watching it from the from the part I was around for. It was like, what the fuck is happening? And then it's like, it's happening. And then I left, and it was like it happened. We never seen, we never saw it before. Yeah, we never like within that in that place. We never saw it. My mom here gave me a pressure. She was like, he did. He what? That's my boy. That's my son right there. Like, it was just, it just never been done. I did not want to do that fucking dietary age shit no more. Of course. I was like, no, nah, I'm done with this shit. I said, because my thing was, y'all know how responsible I am. Y'all give me responsibilities that technically y'all shouldn't. I'm doing things that I shouldn't be doing, and I'm not getting paid for doing the things that I'm doing. So we're going to have to figure it out. I can't just be Mr. Reliable and be the guy that y'all that y'all fall back on because y'all know I'm going to get it done. And it's funny because me and the babe was having a conversation one day, and she said, you know you're not going to get the position that you deserve until one of them are out of the way. We got to touch on that. Old people get the fuck out the way. And then we got to touch on the hate from you applying yourself. Yeah. yeah. And th- and that's it. That is the only thing you did differently than everybody before you. You applied yourself. And you was getting a lot of hate. And I'm like, but he's asking to do this stuff. Y'all can do the same thing. You can ask. Right. So. And she was absolutely right. Because then the the sale happens. Mm-hmm. Floss goes to Einstein. Mm-hmm. Gene retired. Wanda. Wanda had two jobs anyway. So she just, instead of working part-time at her other job, I think she just picked that up full-time. Right. And just left altogether. And then everybody else got spread out. Yeah. Um, um, Mr. Rob was the only smart one. Me and Mr. Rob. Well, yeah, you left. You you got out of there. But Mr. Rob. He went, he, he, he ended up working with my mom at the other joint. Yeah. That was the funniest shit ever. Yeah, he was the only one that went over there. Everybody else went up, went up the street yeah. and hated that shit. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Mm-hmm. But um, same thing. It was I don't want to say maybe company wide, but same thing happened to uh, Mom Dukes. Yeah, she was like, "Yeah, I'm going. I'm going over there." Yeah, it was sweet over there. No, it wasn't. Not it wasn't? for her. Okay, it was. This sweet. Is, it was this sweet for Mr. Rob over there. For like as far as culinary went, it was organized. It's um one day one day we gotta find Mr. Rob and talk to him because I think because what what because what Mom Dukes went through what Mom Dukes went through I got uh what Mom Dukes went through I know Mr. Rob went through that racist as fuck oh yeah over there yeah big time big big time big yeah so yeah no nah, yeah for sure I knew that being a patient there one time oh yeah see. I was like, "What the like? What's going on over here?" Mm-hmm. But after they all left, and then the new people came in, this one lady 
right away. I remember. It's funny because the lady that I'm talking about could have been Floss's sister. <laughs> not Floss, not Floss's sister because they resembled each other. Floss's sister because of her her mindset. I oh, yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I can't get away from Floss. This lady was Floss all over again. 2.0? 2.5. Oh, sh- what? But, yeah. But, like, when you saw this lady coming. You went the other way? You turned around and went the other way. And wherever you were going, your shit better had been in order. But shout out to her because she stood there and just watched me work one day. And introduced herself. What's your name? Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. How long you been here? What do you do? And she was real cool. She was smooth as shit. She was like, "What do you do officially? And what do you do unofficially?" And I was everything like, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and she went and talked to the owner, which was her girlfriend. Oh. And um, nepotism works so, a lot know, of ways. Yeah. So they was they was like Thelma and Louise. Mm-hmm. cool as shit and she had saw me again a couple days later and she said listen we want to offer you a supervisory role here within the company in the kitchen is that something you're interested in hell yeah i was like yeah and she asked me how much i made and i told her but added a little bit extra on there uh, of course to do. <laughs> of course and then to be a to be a a brand new supervisor based off of what I told her, they offered me $3 more. And I was like, bet. You could have stuck them up for a little more. Because at that time, that was the most money I had ever made. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. If at you that don't, time, yeah. you know, this was what? This was, oh my God, this was two. Oh, eight, oh, nine, I think. Thousand and. This was two, like, like, oh, seven, oh, eight at this time. So, was it? No, I was still there. Well, then it was 08 then. Yeah, 0809. Yeah, it was like 0809. 09. I'll say 09. Yeah. And um, I was like, bet. And like in that moment, oh, I made it. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is it for me. Like this, yeah. this is my career, like for the rest of my life. And then we see what happened. And now here I am. But I'm still in it. So, Dan, I hope, you know we answered your question but um yeah those were our moments and i'd do it all over again i would do some things differently for sure but i wouldn't change any part of the journey because the journey is what makes you the journey got us here yeah <laughs> this yeah. Uh, this our our windfall of money comes from this like and we had to go through all that bullshit just, it's not even bullshit. We just had to go through all those lessons to get here. To sit on sit on our ass and talk shit. And talk. We was doing it anyway. We might as well get, we was doing it for free. We might as well get paid and just record it. Yeah, it's yeah. funny though, because oh, I got seems more shit like, I got buy. You feel it, me? It seems <laughs> like lately, all my tales been coming from the terrace. I mean, just you you was there for how long? Yes, they should. They most ten, ten years. They're dominant there, so yeah, a lot of them would come. My shit so spread out because, like you said, I be knowing. So I get that little little bug in my ear, little spidey sense go off. I be out. 
And then when the money get funny, I'm definitely leaving. So that's why my shit's so spread out. But yeah, man, good times. Great times, man. Great times. All right, y'all. Well, I think that's a wrap for us this week. For sure. Make sure y'all uh, continue to tune in, continue to reach out to us, ask us the questions that y'all have been asking us. Please don't be afraid to be a stranger. Y'all got the email, just in case y'all don't. You want to give them the email? Yes, sir. It's thefoodjohnpodcast at gmail.com. T-H-E-F-O-O-D-J-A-W-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Same thing for the Instagram. No underscores, no nothing. The Food John Podcast. Please, please, please continue to reach out to us via email, via DM. If you want to reach out to us personally, if y'all have our contact information, y'all can do it that way. We definitely appreciate and enjoy all of the feedback. We would not be here if it weren't for you guys. Mm-hmm. And love, love, love. We just want to continue to give you guys a great show, great content, and it's only up from here. I say it every week, but it's the truth. And it's up, and it's up, and it's up, and it's done. So... We'll holler at y'all next week. Y'all be safe out here. Peace. Peace. Love, love, y'all.